There's no denying that successful companies are built on people. You can buy the most expensive equipment. You can spend more than anyone else on marketing campaigns. But at the end of the day, it's all about your employees, your team that make it work or not work. What's the ultimate solution to building a strong team? Well, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? And to answer it, I'm pleased to welcome Chuck Violin. Chuck, good to have you. Jeff, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Absolutely. We are here in part, and we're going to set this up as a series of interviews with Chuck, because Chuck, you wrote a book called Forging Dynasty Businesses. I did. Teams. I have to ask, is that you, Chuck, in that picture? <laughs> that is not me in that picture, Jeff. And I also want to be very clear here. I wrote that book with a lot of assistance from uh, several of the folks here at Viola Management. They were huge in helping me write that. Well, we're going to talk about teams, right? And so there's our first little bit of acknowledgement. It takes a team to make it work. Well, you would agree with that, I think. A hundred percent. And I do want to get into our topic today and talk about chapter one and maybe a little bit of information to set up the content. But let's start with this. What was your inspiration and your motivation for this book? Let's start with that. Yeah, the motivation really came from an article I read several years ago. I think it was 2018. Yeah, from Harvard Business Review. And they talked about large organizations, Google, GM, uh, and GE, who were competing better because they were able to attract great people to their organizations because of what they were doing as far as offsourcing or outsourcing some of the mundane stuff. And my, when I was reading it, I'm thinking, you know, it applies to multinational corporations. It applies to small business. And so if you remember back then, it was very difficult. I mean, the employment market was very, very tight. And then we have COVID, which makes it even tighter. And so it became, uh, we were looking at it as a competitive strategy for our clients. How can we attract better people to compete better? Good information and good inspiration. You know, I'm looking at it now. That first chapter you have in this is a good one. Making room for high-performing team members. Obviously, we want what you call in the book, what, A players? A players. Capital A players. Can yeah. you run us through uh, what an evaluation process and subsequent next steps look like to get the team you know you want and need to have? I think that there's two different avenues that you go with, Jeff. First of all, you know, you have people on board that may not be A players, and they may have been A players at one point in time, but as your business grew, it outgrew their skill set. It might have outgrown their drive or their interest in driving the business forward. So you've got to make those choices internally. And that really comes from setting the expectations of what the job is and what your expectation of them is, and then following through on holding them accountable. But that's really where the rub comes in, because with many small business owners, it's very difficult. Many are conflict avoiders. So the idea of holding people accountable becomes very tough, especially when those people that they're holding accountable are family members or good friends or people that they might have had for a very long time who were good contributors at the beginning, but now perhaps again, the business has outgrown their skill set. And so we're forced with tough decisions. And if we can't train them to perform at the level that we need, and then we're going to have to decide, okay, can we find a place within the organization that maybe they would fit better? Or we may be forced with the decision of 
letting them fulfill their career with another employer. All tough choices. The second component that, of that, though, is finding the right people to bring in and populate our company. And so that usually involves a hiring process that is much more involved than many small business owners are accustomed to. And most of us aren't skilled at hiring people, at identifying the level of, the level of talent or the caliber of people that we really need. We pick the ones that we're comfortable with. And frequently, that's not who we need if we're serious about growing a successful business. Those tough decisions, that's part of being in business, I suppose. So you got to do it. It is. Uh, in that chapter, first chapter, you talk about transactional employees. And I think we understand what that is. But can you get into that? What are they? How do, they, how do you identify them? What impact do they have? Transactional employees, again, there's sort of two different varieties. I mean, a lot of different varieties, but two that we see most often. One are the people who just put in their time. They do what's asked of them, but really not a whole lot more. They're not interested in contributing to the growth of the company, just fulfilling what they need to do to stay employed. The second group of transactional employees, though, have to do with people who are driven by their own needs. So they might be on a commission basis. And that's how they drive their, their compensation. And so they'll do whatever they need to do to drive their compensation or drive their needs ahead of the company's needs. But they're not good with playing with the team. They want to make sure that they get all the good accounts or that they're doing the things, they're getting their preferential treatment. Again, you can go back to family members, good friends, people that have been with you a long time. The impact that they have on a company is that everybody else around them sees this happening. And if they feel that they're not a team player, that they're getting preferential treatment, then all the other employees who might be very good employees are saying, well, why should I care? And so there's a subtle impact that it has, but it's an impact nonetheless. And Jeff, it becomes difficult uh, to attract people to the organization, even more difficult to keep really good people within the organization. And too often it takes somebody leaving or us having somebody leave for the other ones, the, the really good players to come up to us and let us know the impact that it was having on their performance. And so we're too late to the table on that too many times. All right, very good. Maybe my last question, as we think about chapter one, making room for high performing team members, what are the biggest obstacles business owners and managers struggle with in their in their quest to do this? What you outlined in this first chapter? Yeah, really. And there's another chapter in the book too about owner impact, Jeff. And we'll, we'll get, get to that, Chuck. That. We'll get to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just kind of teasing here, but the um, it really gets down to us um, as business owners. Again, we don't know what to look for in the people that we want to hire, the the, the true A players. And then frequently, um, we play a mental game with ourselves. Uh, we flinch when we have a true A player uh, you know, in front of us who wants to come on board. A lot of times we'll flinch because we're afraid of bringing them on because of the threat that they might represent to our authority within the organization. Or the fact that they might gain the allegiance of the people in the company and they might decide to go and start their own business. And so we avoid bringing these people on board and as a result, we are our own worst enemy when it comes to hiring them. So we've really got to get out of our own way. There's a lot of what it is. Yeah, that's a good way to, to put it. 
Well, hopefully those watching will get out of their own way and uh, take your advice. Uh, great advice in forging dynasty businesses. I'll put a link below for people to find your book if they want to learn more. Uh, words from Chuck Violin. Thank you so much for being on my program today. Jeff, thanks so much for having me. Thank you.